Yes. Were you born ready? I didn't know how ready I was until I started researching a little bit. A little bit. So what are we talking about today, Mackenzie? Katie, this is from our time apart, which I missed you dearly during. I think you may recall that I sent you very urgent texts saying, I have my first episode topic. (laughs) in the bag it's decided I didn't know how much I needed this blah 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 and here it is Opa! it is my big fat Greek wedding so I just kind of like spontaneously came across the movie um and I remembered my dad loved it which what a pick for Dan to love <laughs> and like I was a little too young to watch it when mm-hmm. it came out and when he loved it. So it came out in 2002. And I think he clamped onto it really quickly. There's just like different things about it that's like his sense of humor. And so I don't think I watched it until in 2002 for reference, I would have been six. I mean, it's not like outrightly bad or anything, but I think I probably watched it when I was like eight or nine, a couple of years later, yeah. like had it on DVD around the house. And then- mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember if I watched it on my own or with him. And I remember like not thinking it was, I, I was not the intended audience at eight <laughs> years old having CrossFit in my house. And I don't really, I just remember my dad laughing a ton watching it. And they're just like things that I did not get that were like right mm-hmm. over my head. And so I think I've seen like bits and pieces of it over the years, just like as a passerby. But then this summer, I watched the whole thing completely on my own and just like remembered the early 2000s in a way I hadn't for a while. And I think I hadn't seen the early 2000s in a while from a perspective that wasn't like more like teenage girl. Yeah. You know? Like Mm -hmm. as a young girl who wants nothing more than to be fashionable. And I put like big air quotes around that because boy, the early 2000s fashion. What a time. What a time. (laughs) But I don't remember the early 2000s and not a like hyper glamorized, hyper feminine way. Like the Britney Spears of it all and Mm. Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff because again, younger. Um, it was just so interesting to come across like this particular piece of media and see it through a completely different lens um, and see this, the main character in the story um, is a 30 year old woman. And so I don't know if I've seen much media like around mm-hmm. that time frame and about kind of being like too late to the party sort of thing, like this oddball and non-conforming and just Oh, what a delight this summer. And I can't wait to unpack yes. more about the story. Yes. I was really close to doing it. But Katie, do you remember watching this for the first time? I 
don't. Um, I know that I, I was a kid still. Um, yeah. Probably middle school. Um, probably with my parents, or maybe like on a sleepover kind of thing. But you know, definitely geared toward adults more. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, how unique, especially during this time period when you know, there wasn't as big of a focus on, oh, maybe media and popular, you know, storylines shouldn't just be catered to 16-year-olds, because that's not, they're not the people who enjoy it, or maybe appreciate it as much as they could, so super unique, super cool, Um, I'm excited to dive into it, will you, actually, the one thing I remember is the Windex, like, (laughs) And we can talk about this in a second, but like every time I see Windex, I think of this movie. So I think that's, that's funny. so funny. That's what yeah. sucks with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what the movie's about. Yeah. So to give like a little bit of a plot background is um, it is a story about a family that worries about the main character, Tula. She is... 30 and she's working at the family Greek restaurant um and uh, I, they want to give you the impression that she's a hermit that she doesn't have a lot going on in her life that um the expectation <laughs> of the family is that the woman gets married and does everything for her family and has kids and so being unmarried at 30 she's still devoting a lot of her time and her life to her family being her parents but and there's a lot of culture around her with being Greek that she doesn't entirely embrace in this mm-hmm. American outer environment of Chicago, I believe. And so um, a man comes into the restaurant one day. So it's like that classic early 2000s meet cute vibe <laughs> or like very rom com comparison but I do Mm -hmm. think that this movie does unique things that other rom-coms in the early 2000s don't quite hit in terms of culture and like heartstrings and also some things that were really respectable to the main character Tula um, that wasn't the same exact progression as other ones have done so uh but bottom line is this man comes in and she's immediately spinning with him and of course as a klutz again another 2000s trope but that's done well um awkward klutz oddball she's just weird there's a whole odd interaction she's embarrassed (laughs) by it but she doesn't know how to do anything differently than what that exactly was and that interaction um, thinking it was going to be forever insignificant. That's just a man that she was smitten with. And then she kind of was like, oh, I need to kind of, if I want some, like to follow my heart in this way, there's other things that I need to be doing to follow my heart. And she goes on this whole independent classic makeover scene, but not done in the classic makeover scene. So she um, hatches a plan with her aunts that uh, her mom and her aunt, that she could go to school and um, get some higher education, explore some classes that are really interesting to her. Um, The aunt and the mom help convince her dad to let her not work in the restaurant any longer and go to the other family's 
um, travel agency when she has a lot of interest in traveling and technology. And it was like that dot com time frame. So getting online <laughs> and it's like that customer service. And it was really incredible to see like women supporting women. And mm-hmm. um, despite like seeing the characters like hold so many things that are true to their character, like the mom and the aunt were reluctant to, to like want to help a little bit in terms of still wanting to expect Tula to get married and like have you know the life that they expected of her but then to support her and hatch this whole plan and like really appreciate the ways in which she thrived and it wasn't like a completely instantaneous but you know she then she started dressing a little differently and doing her hair just taking care of herself mm-hmm. and then uh like have a friend group and then after watching like I want to say like 10-15 minutes of storyline that's just independent development about her that's not related to a man where she is the main character the man she saw in the restaurant is reintroduced as he's walking by um, the travel agency and he becomes immediately smitten with her and comes in and he does his own whole awkward thing or I think they're both a little awkward Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and like immediately connect romantically but then again and like the story development of it all like she really wanted to go on a date with him but then thought she was gonna blow it immediately in the first date and then she was like my family would never allow this you're you know very American he's a teacher he Mm. is upper middle class which is implied and just like these things that would make it not possible and he just kind of convinces her that like we're just going on dates like yeah let's just date and then ooh, they fell in love (laughs) okay can you read the um last line of this um, plot plot because I think this is hilarious (laughs) go for it Tula wasn't sure which would be more upsetting to her father, that Ian was a foreigner or that he's a vegetarian. (laughs) Which, like, he's a foreigner, he's a white Protestant in the U.S. Like, (laughs) Isn't it fun when we're not the main character? It's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, And, yeah, it's it's such a cute quirky movie that yeah like kids wouldn't get because it's not for children it's for you know the forgotten women who are between 22 and 40 (laughs) and like like what there's a lot of about them interpersonal nuance in the storytelling Mm. that I think I just couldn't appreciate nobody was blowing anything up nobody was flying I didn't get it I ate (laughs) I was like oh family with its like complications and I was like boring dialogue the Windex was good I do think I thought the the Windex Windex was funny so to clarify what the Windex means (laughs) is Katie do you want to tell them (laughs) um isn't it like her family uses Windex to fix everything and like at the spoiler alert they get married at the end um that's a spoiler um, with my big fat greek wedding i think you hope yeah, that it has yeah. to it has to <laughs> and yeah. at the end um they're they get in the car after the wedding together and she's like oh i got this big zit today and he goes oh i did too but it went away and she's like how do you do that he goes i put windex on it <laughs> like he was fully immersed in the culture at that point 
conversation even like in the early 2000s to have a newly married couple like be like oh my god we both had zits today yeah like (laughs) oh it's awesome what a champ what a champ of a movie through and through (laughs) so I kind of included some of these in my recap but I just thought I would point out like three points of interest for me as I reflect on like what this movie did or means so point of interest number one for me was like the unfolding of the love story which it is a rom-com that's the central thing as one might guess from the title mm-hmm. but um some of the tropes that they use with the klutziness and like kind of the mm-hmm. makeover sequence but I said that like, there's nuance there it's not just that and one element that I think they did really really well was the emotional piece like the emotional burden of going through the process of men- melding two families with different cultures and backgrounds and expectations and some of those points of conflict and even some of the times where the conflict was not really resolved it just like they moved forward Um, yeah yeah I think that was more realistic than most media does like it wasn't always like a coming together come like heart to heart thing sometimes it was like well keep moving on yeah yeah (laughs) which is accurate (laughs) (laughs) I want to mention like at this point because it is like those things are so important to me personally that and I don't know if you're planning to talk about this but like as I was looking on Wikipedia just for like a quick little overview this movie gross it was the highest grossing romantic comedy of all time grossing 241.4 million dollars in North America despite never reaching number one of the box office during its release and it had that distinction until uh for 14 years until Sing beat it out in 2016. Really? Yeah. So like when we talk about like how significant this movie is, because like there could be people who's like, it's just a rom-com. Like, no, it's not just a rom-com. Like it's, it was called a sleeper hit because it was the biggest rom-com for a decade and a half. (laughs) I was not going to touch on that, honestly. Shout out to Katie for co-host research. <laughs> I, mean, I was in it purely so cool. because of the storyline. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. 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 And, and sorry, you have more to talk about. No, but you now, do it. Now I'm on my bandwagon. It was written by um, Nia Vardalos. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And um, she is also the main character. And I thought that was really cool. So, yeah. Katie with the unexpected fun facts. <laughs> I love that. Also, uh, Tom Hanks was one of the producers. So I love that too. So just, yeah. like What does Tom Hanks not do? Right. Sorry, I was just touching my microphone. <gasps> <gasps> um, Katie's committing podcasts today first of all she I'm using my mic in case you're wondering ma'am yeah yeah <laughs> well I I my new mac because I'm using my work mac because yeah premiere on it it has the dongle thing and I'm sure you've heard about Kevin and IT at not heard about Kevin, Kevin. Oh, okay um well he's yeah, not great he's not great he likes me 
because I'm still fresh, but um, <laughs> I need a dongle. And you get fresh with them? Computer screens. No, I do not. <laughs> I need a dongle and computer screens, and I can't plug things in. I don't know why we were talking about this. Oh, the microphone. Yeah, microphone in. <laughs> no, I completely understand. I am also on my work Mac and I also have that problem. And I finally found bought a dongle for my own house so that mm. I don't have to keep tra- transporting my back and forth. And then my dumbass, I think it told me that there was an HDMI because I remember I looked specifically for that. It lied to me. There is no HDMI. So I gained USB ports, but I did not gain the <laughs> HDMI that I was intending to gain. So I have a whole second screen system that I can't use right now still because I don't oh have. So I have to like bring a secondary dongle home with me still. And it's a whole thing. I'm, I'm kind of bitter <laughs> at myself. I mean, it didn't cost that much. It was like 16 bucks, I think, for the one that I got. But I was like, mm-hmm. Uh, just thought I had my life all set up I have like a wireless keyboard for my home set up and like I uh, have like my standing desk all set up and my wireless mic that's like so I don't hurt myself (laughs) I say as I throw the mouse to the ground Uh, (laughs) and now we're like officially off topic Katie's comments were not off topic but then I I went off topic so sorry we can I'll bring it back bring it back for us all yes one half this time yeah right foot let's jump um yeah so some fun little tidbits that i think you know Mm -hmm. this this movie is important to us and we can see you know how it's important to our peers but like the numbers really do back it up it's it's an important um pop culture phenomenon really yeah I agree with that I wholeheartedly agree with that um so I was on a point of interest number one mm-hmm. segue us to point of interest number two which was the scheming ants and the stuck in the mud men so like the men were like very portrayed as very traditional and like not super open to new ideas which in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. There was like more flexibility to that. But I do have to say like the scheming ants really made it. And I loved it because they acted, the chaos of it all, they acted for good and they acted for bad. They were both chaotic good and chaotic mm-hmm. bad energy. And that's just accurate. That's just what we call well-rounded characters. Yes. So, and I appreciated it. I like the wild card of it all. Uh, I, I, I think there are some problems with like those tropes both the like stuck in the mud and the scheming like man woman but I love them too like they're so classic and there's so much truth in like traditional families (laughs) I think for how they function that it's really funny to see them dramatized or not and like it's just like yeah Yeah. that's how life works (laughs) I love that too um point of interest number three is that our not so much but like a point of interest for me or a takeaway for me is like this movie was my only point of reference for Greeks for a while (laughs) so I just wanted to like put maybe a disclaimer that like I had to be careful with media giving me a limited scope Mm. like this over like as like great and like there's so many genuine pieces of it but like 
me going around going, Opa! <laughs> like, I thought that was so fun. <laughs> but um, I just had my own moment of like, needing to go, okay, like, this is a media representation of a group that's complex with a lot of history mm-hmm. and just differences. And right. um, I got my first like, real exposure to a Greek community when I lived in Denver, Colorado, and we went to an uh, Orthodox Greek church for my religious, my religion class while I lived out there, and um, I was realizing as I was attending the service that my only point of reference was this movie for a Greek community. Well, this community and, uh, or this movie and My Life in Ruins. What was that? My Life in Ruins. No, I don't know what that is. What's that? <laughs> okay, well, um, not to throw it off again, but that's another movie that Nia Vardalos stars in, which I think is funny that she's a travel agent in My Big Fat Greek Wedding because she is like a tour guide in Greece in My, in, um, my Life in Ruins. And there's like a love interest. And you've it's seen very, this? Yeah, yeah. When I studied abroad in Greece, one of my captions for my Instagram was my life in ruins because of that. <laughs> yeah. I just looked it up and it's okay, so cute. I'm gonna add it to my list. I hadn't <laughs> I thought I researched this so well and I was so excited to talk. Katie is outdoing me left and right. And also I forgot that you've gone to Greece. So I like really <laughs> am getting outdone. No, I was gonna say my other point of reference for Greek. <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> don't say hercules <laughs> no worse so much worse the sister of the traveling pants <laughs> lena was <laughs> greek <laughs> oh, no. is that, yeah is that that alexis bledel yeah yeah <laughs> which of course i like memorized everything about her character because because gummer girl gummer girls <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> but no, I seriously real, I want to go to Greece so bad Greece so badly and prominently because of primarily because of uh this movie, but also mostly yeah. this is her the traveling pants. The shots that they got there and the bow oh. and the jumping in the ocean just Mm, I don't totally okay. I remember her because she rode up on like a donkey didn't she she did ride up on a donkey that was also appealing to me because I got to ride on a donkey um when I was there and I thought of her yeah I felt like I sometimes was I tell donkey. Jones he's a donkey oh like you mean like an ass or yeah a... sometimes both one or the <laughs> other <laughs> um but like Nia who wrote and starred in it she is Greek so I think that was that's kind of cool to um like you know it might be a limited scope but at least like, right at least the author is some family yeah culture, heritage yeah well you can tell the heart in the story and like <laughs> <laughs> there's so much heart there's so much heart it's so good it's so good oh. <laughs> I will say that okay so knowing how much it grossed really helps with the fact that there was a big fat Greek wedding too that was released in 2016. Um, 
I feel like that's a movie that should have been released during the pandemic and I think everybody would have been all about it that would have made like a very big difference in everybody's lives um I think my my grandma gave it to me for Christmas so I have that on my bookshelf somewhere (laughs) and it is a good movie to watch when you're just like needing the feels a little bit but most prominently to me being that these movies were maybe a little bit before my time hello Mm. can you hear me hi hi can you can okay good so uh my big fat greek wedding too came out in 2016 given that these movies were a little bit before my time it was kind of funny to get it after the fact um like this like follow-up younger tale that I think I was 2016 I would have been we would have been freshmen sophomores in college so it was like maybe we're just like a smidgen too old Mm -hmm. for them but Alex Wolf was in it which is everything I've ever wanted in this world and more um aka one of the boys from the Naked Brother band which is like a Nickelodeon thing. Marco? I'm, I don't, okay, I recognize him. You recognize him? He was I'm also, super... him and his brother, it's Alex and Nate Wolf. And so I, I get confused which ones like do what exactly or have done what exactly. They do still do music stuff, but they both have actually, also started things and one of them was in the fault in our stars was blind isaac and the fault in our stars oh yeah yeah i'm guessing this one i don't know for sure and they've had like minor roles and other things that i can't remember but i always get elated when i see them like my entire life in the random small things (laughs) that they've cropped up into (laughs) i'm like an odd mini fan base <laughs> I follow them on Instagram they have like a shared Instagram account <laughs> yeah wow ah, just so you know he's like the love cool. interest cool. yeah yeah anyways so Katie, ah, we kind of, for their daughter right for the daughter for the daughter so you absolutely do yeah. have to watch My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the original, in order to watch My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. But again, in the hopes that this isn't too many spoilers, the first one ends with them having a daughter that they do end up sending to Greek school, which was like how the movie started was the main character, Tula, being in Greek school. And so it's like full circle and just her having had moments of being very ashamed of her heritage the then to purposely pass it down to her daughter was like really great to see especially with that interracial uh like she's half protestant or whatever so um that inner religious aspect to it but um we see her in the second movie like becoming a woman quote-unquote she's in high school navigating the world and what she wants to do next and much like her mom saying like I want to get far away from my family I want to have like be my own person have my own things and having similar pressures to like what her mom faced um and then having this love interest it's just it's a good tale it's a good 
it, it has its tropes. It's definitely a sequel, but there's more good than bad about it. And it's funny <laughs> to see the characters, especially like the older, goofier ones from the first movie, as even older and even goofier second ones. <laughs> and you bet your bottom dollar the Windex. Uh, oh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> comes back in full force wait so. is this a, like at the end of the first one do the parents like gift them a house right next door to them yeah is that what <laughs> I mean it's not clear whether it gifts them if the parents gift oh. it to them or if they buy it of their own accord but either way they live right next door <laughs> to the parents house which is a very Greek home, Greek proud home. And it only gets more Greek and more proud in the second movie. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Excellent. Yeah, it's a great, great movie, great series. Um, Very heartwarming, I think. Mm -hmm. Like it could definitely be a comfort watch. And that's what it was for me. Absolutely. The most unexpected comfort watch. I really wasn't like (laughs) looking for anything in particular. I was wide open and then had all the feels throughout watching it. It for sure holds up here nearly 20 years later. And yeah, I will say, I don't think it's I think the only place it's streaming is Hulu Premium, if that's right. I either Hulu Premium or I might have it on HBO Max. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 you can. But if you go to your local library and still have a DVD player, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it. it's I'm sure it's in the collection. Truly, oh my god, <laughs> which is something I don't hesitate to do. I love <laughs> going getting my movies from the library. Um, it is on Netflix, but not in the U.S. So if you're in a different Boo. country, watch it. Boo! Anarchy. <laughs> I, yeah. When I was in Brazil, there were so many good movies on Netflix. I had yeah. to co- had to stop myself, frankly. I was like, I can't see you in another country. It's not because you can watch all of these obscure B-rated movies for free. My, when I was in Costa Rica, my comfort watches were um, uh, American Pie movies. Every single one was on Netflix. No, yeah. no. Yep. Katie, do we have to do American Pie at some point? I'll admit that I think I've only seen certain bits and pieces. I have not seen it all the way through. I think we can encourage our fan base to watch them just so they can experience it, but I don't know if we can need to talk about them. <laughs> this is a little bit against our mission. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And we or unless we have an episode that's like, what are the things that we do even though we shouldn't? And, we, and consequently, how can we break? Maybe those? we could do a real episode. I think we could do a check-in, just like, are you better or worse than the American Pie <laughs> <laughs> series? Um, hopefully better. Hopefully better. <laughs> but we learned better. something about Katie today, which is great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh, All right, Katie. About my big fat Greek wedding. Night. I think I got everything out on my end. Do you have any other thoughts? No, just thank you for bringing this back to the forefront. 
I was going to do a dramatic thing of like the Princess Diaries and show you her makeover. So like to her before and her after, just like make a point about the makeover sequence, but then it felt silly. So, but I'm going to tell you right now, I identified so much with Tula before and Tula after <laughs> the whole progression. It was really like, oh, gross. It was sweet. It was nice. <laughs> Oh, it was just like um, nice because it came from her and it was like she anyways I could go I'm on just, and on I'm looking at the photos of her before <laughs> wow they really just made it ridiculous well as you pointed out she wrote it and she apparently was in a lot of control so <laughs> there you go so do what you got to do for the character development though <laughs> oh excellent all right well I'll stop looking things up we can move on <laughs> so as we end all of our typical episodes um well katie once quick second so we gotta title it and i just feel like opa might be just a little too on the nose i don't know what do you think i was thinking exactly the same thing to do it as opa or just that it was too on Both. the nose <laughs> <laughs> let's um, see What about? Oh, this one, somebody made something really cute out of it. Just put some one decks on it. <laughs> <laughs> nice Greek girls are supposed to do three things in life. Marry Greek boys, make Greek babies and feed everyone until the day we die. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Tula. The man is the head, but the woman is the neck, and she can turn the head any way she wants. <laughs> I love that. That makes me really happy. She said, I love him. It's fairly nondescript. Oh. Or no, he doesn't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Is there's, there's no, what? There's no like indication of what it is we're talking about. <laughs> Boom. I think that was it. <laughs> and it got mentioned in the episode pretty clearly. That's so. <laughs> oh, I think the mom says, Tula, on my wedding night, my mother, she said to me, Greek woman, we may be lambs in the kitchen, but we are tigers in the bedroom. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Lambs in the kitchen, tigers in the bathroom. Bedroom. bedroom. <laughs> And that's that on the expectations of women <laughs> <laughs> conveyed through media. Excellent. 
Beautiful. All right. As typical <sighs> for our episodes, uh, we have our segment at the end that is called wine about it but we found out through <laughs> us doing it actively as a lot of times we would like talk about what it is that's on our mind that might not be going as well for us or something that's concerning us something that we want to truly whine about we mean that w-h-i-n-e whine about it um mm -hmm. but then we were finding that as true midwesterners we were ending it on a positive note so oh, we've yeah. added the sweetest wine as well so <laughs> we'll share one thing that's not going so well and one thing that is going well um just to keep everybody on their toes. So Katie, would you like to share your wine about it slash sweet as wine? Sure. Um, my wine about it is just like it's a slow part of the month mentally, um, especially like it was a little cooler. And so I know that we're gonna need to get ready to winter and hunker mm -hmm. down here. Um, I'm ready and I'm not ready kind of thing. Um, so I like the cooler temps, not ready for the darkness. Um, I have been paying more attention to like the way the menstrual cycle, um, impacts you as you, as women, us as women, we women. And, um, that's been interesting to kind of be like okay maybe this is what I need instead like maybe instead of needing to um be around people I just should probably take it in and like spend some time with myself with this part of my cycle and so that's been helpful um trying to learn about that but um you know just time of time of the the cycle where I'm just a little a little tired a little um exhausted easier you know um and then yeah looking forward but not excited well hold on I just think that's such an interesting concept honestly it was not introduced to me until TikTok talking yeah. about hormonal cycles especially for women and what they look like mm -hmm. and I think there's like so many ways in which birth control is such an interesting revolutionizing tool which is why it's controversial and difficult but yeah. um like be, not to get too tmi but because i don't have like it doesn't occur to me the 24 or the month-long hormonal cycle because i don't have any indication of it just mm -hmm me trying to figure out like, okay, I'm feeling this sort of way and what's all impacting that. Or even yeah. just more broadly speaking about like, I had the realization that I was having some symptoms that coincided with when I started a new birth control, literally years after starting that birth control. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been feeling this kind of way on a pretty regular basis. That is so interesting. This time frame, And I went, Yep, that's when I got my IUD. Wow. So <laughs> I wonder if that's related to that or not. <laughs> uh, it's so it's so interesting. And I also TikTok has been like huge in like me thinking about this, but Aubrey Taylor Green, who we had on the podcast, what last like season two, maybe? Mm -hmm. Um 
she has been like posting about it a little bit too because she's really into like nat like living naturally and holistically and things like that and she recommended a podcast called flow with barry and barry and i have not listened i've downloaded some episodes because it sounds like some things i'm really interested in but i haven't had time to um just kind of go on a walk by myself and um really invest so what is also a whine about it is it pisses me off that I haven't heard about it until TikTok. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. It's just my screen. Okay. I'll turn off my video. Yes, I can. Yeah. And we did say that it's unlikely we'll get through another episode this season without mentioning TikTok. So oh, just yeah. like everybody hang in there with that one. Highly recommend. But <laughs> TikTok is so interesting with like the peer reporting structure and like who you can like it's a collective and it's people organically sharing knowledge that they have that they by and large are trying to be truthful you know you hope that Mm -hmm. everybody's well-intentioned in what they're sharing and how they're sharing it it's so interesting just like what is the uncommon knowledge that comes out through TikTok and then having to go through the process of verifying that or, mm-hmm. um, you know, seeking information elsewhere. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's like those trends that are like, you know, get, what is it? Chl- chlorophyll, like take a chlorophyll shot. <laughs> and which is like the stuff that's in plants that helps with photosynthesis. And it's like, a dietitian clapped back at it and said, or you could just eat a cup of spinach, <laughs> which is why spinach is good for you. And that's why it makes your skin better. <laughs> like you don't need to just buy chlorophyll. So just, yeah, the reporting and the, yeah, waiting it out is huge. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so mad that I wasn't taught that like the damn capitalists try to tell me that I should be the same every single day I'm not anyway so that's my wine about it in a long long nutshell um but my sweetest wine is that we had a trainer here today with Luther um and it's going really well so that's good it's really good to see him doing well and you know actually get tools to that are helpful and she cares about him so much so um that's really really sweet that's fun that's really yeah. fun and so is it working with luther and you or like you as luther's parents who will also be implementing these tools or right. primary? okay yeah yeah yeah. So, so it's good that you like her and that yeah. i am just baffled like or like we even i have a friend of a friend who's a dog trainer and mm-hmm. watching her just around animals and how immediately she can like correct behavior oh yeah I'm like I'm a trainer I have a horse (laughs) like but I can't do that (laughs) I couldn't do that with a horse or with a dog I'm I'm double out on that one dang and it's like we could know that that's what you're supposed to do but she does it and then we do it like the exact same thing and we're like oh okay now we get it (laughs) now it's working (laughs) so it's just it's wild and it's really, really, really good. 
Oh, that's so good. So yeah. is there like anything that you have specifically in mind that you're training up Luther to do? Like, are you hoping to bring him to like the farmer's market and be in a crowd or like, I know you guys take him on walks on trails a lot, in right. parks and well, I just didn't know if there's anything particular. Eventually, maybe um, he is so smart, but he's so reactive. So we're working on reactivity training. Mm-hmm. And then I would really like to be able to just like take him into a social setting whether that be like a bar like an outdoor patio or something or even like my friend's deck <laughs> like that would be so nice and not have him like be able to trust him and he trusts us kind of thing. yeah so that's what we're working toward cool yeah that's really cool yeah tell me your wine for sweet and bitter yeah <laughs> My whine about it bitter is that (laughs) I've been feeling stressed and I've been not managing it very well. And if I'm realistic about how long I've been doing that, it would be May or June. So it's become chronic at this point. And I've had moments of reprieve and I'm an optimist. So I like to be like, oh, it's all better because it was better for a day. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm like, looking at the scope of things it's been more difficult than it's been like I don't know what's a thriving I don't know or comfortable so um I like to think that a season of growth it just means that things are changing and coping with change but um I'm tired I'm really tired and to the point where uh a week ago two weeks ago I became very overwhelmed at work and was feeling really unwell and it was more mental than it was physical Mm. and so I let my boss know and I took the rest of the day off and took a moment the next morning to kind of compose my you know get a reprieve and be well but it my dream was to not have like to be taking care of myself and you know we're gonna just being well generally speaking so that I can embrace all things that life throws at me so <laughs> it's hard when it's not happening especially after feeling like I put like resources and thought into it but um and I think like intellectually I try to rationalize it a lot like oh it's this and it's this and it's like also these are a lot of feelings and emotions that are coming mm-hmm. up in relation to things and I can't I have to like accept what those are and like experience them and move forward and I like to try to avoid them as much as possible <laughs> so, and, the rest of the and then that adds to my stress yep. <laughs> so um yeah just trying to take a deep breath and um I remember a high school teacher telling me like life is about how you're able to be when life's at its worst and when life's at its best and recognizing that your being and what's happening in those moments are not always aligned like really good things can be happening and you can be unwell and really terrible things can be happening and you're well you were able to navigate it and like I think so often we like to like look at like really direct I like to look 
at really direct cause and effects. Like this bad thing happened. And so I'm not feeling great about that. And this great thing happened and I should be soaring above the sun. And in reality, like we just have to take care of ourselves and I have to be compassionate to myself. So I've been stressed and it's been taking a physical toll and, and an emotional toll. So just been navigating that recently. So that's my wine about it. Um. <laughs> that's so hard. It's, it's really cool that you have that, you know, perspective to go back to from that teacher. I think that's really important. And- well, I just remember how, gratefully getting actually a lot of like, not I, a lot of, I feel like that's a point of reference, but having discussions in junior high and high school about what it means to be well and some information regarding mental health and not understanding it because I wasn't experiencing some more drastic elements of mental health at that time Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like everybody could use coping mechanisms and you know positive reinforcement and positive social outlet I there's just like not a great way to explain it besides I was well in a way that I've been more unwell since Mm. I don't know so it was just funny that that stuck with me even though I had no idea what they're talking about like it anything that like like any struggles or difficulties felt very temporary in high school. And then now as an adult, like life's pacings are just different and the outlets are different. And I am absolutely able to cope. And I do have so many outlets I provide for myself. Yay, I have therapy tomorrow for the first Yay. time in a month because we've had scheduling conflicts. Yay, that's so awesome. I cannot wait for that. Um, but life is long, I guess is my bottom line. (laughs) And so, uh, being able to appreciate it through and through takes conscious effort. Um, and that's what I'm hoping to be doing. So. Oh, well, good. I hope you get what you need from, you know, taking a step back and, um, conversations with a professional third party. Thank you. um, you know, it's important to, to do those things. I'm excited with my new health care that I can go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yet, but uh, that's incredible. Well, and I have been getting your notifications on the watch about your orange theory class. I was like, I was oh expecting it to be like a lunchtime walk. So I was expecting it to be like, not that I like really pay oh. attention to it, but I was like, oh, I was expecting it to be like about a mile and maybe like a hundred calories or whatever. <laughs> and she was, Katie was yeah. dang near 600 calories over mm-hmm. a lunch hour. And I was like, yeah. that's right. She said she was going to a class now. Mm-hmm. I uh, have also stopped that because it's like very expensive. <laughs> you did stop it. Yeah. But yeah. we joined the gym. So <laughs> which gym? Much, but the UNI. Uh, yeah. So. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. It's yeah. really like the WRC has a really good facility and we like to play racquetball. So yeah. that also burns like 500 calories. So I'm like, that's way more fun. And I get to spend time with Josh and yeah, all that jazz. But yeah. I have yeah. rejoining the gym on my list of things. We have a great YMCA here. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a DMAC gym that's really good. Oh, um, yeah. And I did play it at fitness for when I first moved to Des Moines and that was huge. And like, 
a wellness journey for me. So I actually have really positive connotations with Planet Fitness, but Sweet. yeah, awesome. <laughs> I um, want to, you got me inspired to think more toward classes though. I think there, you said something that was like, I just got to turn off my brain and I just move and yes. I do it. And then yep. it's done in X amount of time. And I have appreciated that previously. Mm-hmm. So I like I that. Know. I don't, yeah, I don't have to do anything. I mean, I have to show up and then I have to be sore for four days, <laughs> but it, that was Other than that. awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, well, will you tell me your sweet wine? My sweetest wine, ironically enough, although I thought when you were going to say that, like, it's just like a slow part of the month and like timing wise, I thought you were going to say that like more broadly about like, it's the season, like it's just this time mm-hmm. frame in fall and my sweet as wine contradictorily (laughs) is it's fall I'm so excited the weather is exactly how I want it like Mm. I can't wait to spend I'm not waiting to spend any time outside I've gone on hikes and just have been soaking it up um I even like the sun's been going down a little earlier Mm -hmm. however I do have a complaint to the universe that be um the sun is in an inconvenient place when I drive to work in the morning and I would like (laughs) to see that change it hurts my eyes so I hear Mackenzie just get a new job just get a different job so you don't have to go that way (laughs) go in the other direction (laughs) but um yeah it's just been so nice and uh like I, I, once we get off this call, I'll go for a little bit of a walk and Yay. I, it's, I try to go out in all weather, whether it's advised or not. And I, what that happens more often than I care to admit where it's not advised to go outside, uh-huh. but, uh, I, yeah, I just, I will be doing everything I can be to be outdoors and our sunroom I had the window open it was reading and lounging over the weekend it was absolutely beautiful with the breeze and oh just golden hour I cannot wait all fall (laughs) fall is so good for that Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. all right well we're ending on a golden note I'm glad we end on the sweetest wine me too Especially Kitty. as this is going to be like a, what, like a second week of October release, mm. like the homecomings and Oktoberfest are happening mm. and the fall leaves and all that stuff. So. Excellent. Will you, do you, have you decided what your episode's going to be about in two weeks? Nope. Okay. Cause I, I was going to encourage for us to release that, but we'll release it next episode. We'll do it. <laughs> But I'm, I'm okay. just anxious. I can't wait to hear what you pick. So <laughs> give me some time. I'll give you some time. Uh. <laughs> All right, little lady. Same time, same place next week. I think so. Okay. <laughs> and it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Bye.